to a brand new episode of Shakespeare Saga by Julia George. Today marks the 218th episode of Shakespeare Saga, and we are continuing with Shakespeare's playwright, Much Ado About Nothing. Act 3, Scene 1. A major promotions of Awaro Bank, the best online banking service, Google Pay for all your international money transfers, and the Zenities app. The best meditation app to try, try it today on Amazon App Stores. So without any further delay, let me continue with Much Ado About Nothing, Act 3, Scene 1. Enter Hero and two gentlemen, Margaret and Ursula. Hero. Good Margaret, run thee to the parlor. There shalt thou find my cousin Beatrice, proposing with the prince and Claudio. Whisper her ear and tell her I and Ursula walk in the orchard, and our whole discourse is all of her. Say that thou overheardest us, and bid her steal into the pleached bower where honeysuckles ripened by the sun forbid the sun to enter like favorites made proud of princes that advance their pride against the power that bred it there will she hide her to listen our purpose this is why thy office bear thee well in it and leave us alone Margaret, I'll make her come, I warrant you, presently. She exits. Hero. Now, Ursula, when Beatrice doeth come, as we do trace this alley up and down, our talk must only be on Benedict. When I do name him, let it be thy part to praise him more than ever man did merit. My talk to thee must be how Benedict is sick in love with Beatrice. Of this matter is little Cupid's crafty arrow made, that only wounds by hearsay. Now begin, for look where Beatrice, like a lapwing, runs, close by the ground to hear a conference. Enter Beatrice, who hides in the bower. Ursula aside to Euro. The pleasant angling is to see the fish cut with her golden oars the silver stream and greedily devour the treacherous bait. So, angel, we for Beatrice, who even now is couched in the woodbine overture. Fear you not, my part of the dialogue? Hero, aside to Ursula. Then go we near her, that her year lose nothing of the false sweet bait that we lay for it. They walk near the bower. No, truly, Ursula, she is too disdainful. I know her spirits are as coy and wild as haggards of the rock. Ursula, but are you sure the Benedict loved Beatrice so entirely? Hero, so says the prince and my new trothed lord, Ursula. And did they bid you tell her of it, madam? 
hero. They did entreat me to acquaint her of it, but I persuaded them, if they loved Benedict, to wish him wrestle with affection and never to let Beatrice know of it. Ursula, why did you so? Do it not the gentleman deserve as full as fortunate a bed as ever Beatrice shall couch upon? Hero, O gods of love, I know he doeth deserve as much as may be yielded to a man, but nature never framed a woman's heart of prouder stuff than that of Beatrice, disdain and score bright sparkling in her eyes, misprising what they look on, and her wit values itself so highly that to her all matter else seems weak. She cannot love nor take no shape nor project of affection. She's so self-endeared. Ursula, sure, I think so. And therefore, certainly, if it were not good. She knew his love, lest she'll make her sport at it. Hero, why you speak truth? I never yet saw a man. How wise, how noble, young, how rarely featured. But she would spell him backward, if fair-faced. She would swear the gentleman should be her sister. If black, why nature, drawing off an antique, made of foul blot? If tall, a lance ill-headed. If low, an agate very vilely cut. If speaking, why a vein blown with all winds? If silent, why a block moved with none? So turns she every man the wrong side out, and never gives a truth and virtue that which simpleness and merit purchase it. Ursula, sure, sure, such carping is not commendable. Hero, no, not to be so odd and for from all fashions as Beatrice's cannot be commendable. But who dare tell her so? If I should speak, she should mock me into air. Oh, she would laugh me out of myself, press me to death with it, wit. Therefore, let Benedict, like covered fire, consume away in size, waste inwardly. It were a better death than die with mocks, which is as bad as die with tickling. Ursula, yet tell her of it. Hear what she will say. Hero, no. Rather, I will go to Benedict and counsel him to fight against his passion. And truly, I'll devise some honest slanders. And truly, I'll devise to stain my cousin with. One doeth not know how much an ill word may empoison liking. Ursula, oh. Do not do your cousin such a wrong. She cannot be so much without true judgment, having so swift and excellent a wit, as she is prized to have, as to refuse, so rare a gentleman, as Sigma Benedict. Hero, he's the one man of Italy. Always accepted, my dear Claudio, Ursula, I pray you, be not angry with me, madam, 
speaking my fancy signor benedic for shape for bearing argument and valor goes foremost in report through italy hero indeed he hath an excellent good name indeed ursula his excellence did earn it ere he had it when are you married madam hero why every day tomorrow come go in i'll show thee some attires and have thy counsel which is the best to furnish me tomorrow they move away from the bower ursula aside to hero she's limed i warrant you we have caught her madam hero aside to hero, ursula if it proves so the loving goes by haps some cupid kills with arrows some with traps hero and ursula exit Beatrice coming forward. What fire is in my ears? Can this be true? Stand I condemned for pride and scorn so much? Contempt, farewell. And made in pride ado? No glory lives behind the back of such. And Benedict, love on? I will requite thee, taming my wild heart to thy loving hand. If thy doest love my kindness shall incite thee to bind our loves up in a holy band for others say thou doest deserve and i believe it better than reportingly she exits next is act 3 scene 2 we'll continue that in another episode appreciate the listens that's it for this one